We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Gibbs show. Uh, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, originating from Toronto, the XZBN.net show. As uh, followers of this show know, uh, the aim of my overall broadcasting has to do with identifying five uh, main issues which have tended to be extraordinarily problematic in that None of them seem to uh, have easy solutions to the complex problems they present. <clears throat> so, for example, I have an uh, insertion into the training of police and uh, citizens or with respect to helping them uh, find an effective way to deal with potential violence. It's a program uh, having to do with de-escalation. Uh, another topic has to do with the effective intervention and treatment of prevention and treatment of opioid and heroin addicts, which is certainly something that's sweeping the country. And if you read the stories connected, people, uh, both users and uh, people from the outside and health, even uh, health uh, providers and police and so forth seem almost stymied with respect to what to be able to do to effectively deal with this uh, increasingly uh, 
explosive uh, epidemic. Then there is the issue of uh, a widespread interest in meaningful coincidences or synchronicities, uh, which aim to uh, give messages from so-called realm of spirituality to help people uh, problem solve and live more effective lives. A lot of controversy with respect to, is that really true? And if so, what are the implications? Another issue that I'm interested in is that many people are uh, either contemplating or actually getting into psychotherapy or psychoanalysis. And I'm, uh, if you're like me, when I first did so, you have a ton of questions with respect to what are you getting into and what's the best therapy and how do you pick a good therapist and the likes. And then there is the present topic, which uh, has an intimate association with the other four topics, which is the truth about coping with anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress, usually without resorting to the need for medication. The um, aim today is to continue with the second broadcast having to do with what I just mentioned, the truth about coping with these so-called negative feelings. And I think perhaps the best way to uh, start this is to reflect something that I think we all know, which is that whatever else we are experiencing in the world, we certainly probably have to acknowledge that we live in crisis-ridden times. Uh, pick up any daily paper. Look at the New York Times headlines today. Uh, read any, uh, uh, listen to any uh, program on CNN or Fox Radio or whatever your favorite channel is, 257, and you're going to see that, um, at least right now, the United States is really in a huge crisis situation. Uh, I don't need to detail what the issues are. It's perfectly clear. We live in nervous times. I don't think anyone uh, who is sensitive to uh, conditions around us cannot be um, aware of being um, feeling things like you know excessive nervousness or insecurity. Uh, depressed feelings, feeling low, helpless, weak, uh, confused, um, overwhelmed, and so on. That's really the not very pleasant material that we're going to deal with today. Why am I bothering? Who wants to hear this stuff? Uh, and perhaps that's the point. Probably no one. Everybody wants the good life. Everybody wants things to be simple and easy and Problems should be um, easily dealt with in two or three sentences, and if you take seven or eight sound bites and stick them together, that should be enough to cure anything. And obviously, that's not true. So that seems to me the only way to deal with problems that are overwhelming are to try to understand what causes them. So that this program is essentially uh, trying to separate out fact from fiction. And in a world that is so inundated with this idea of fake news, uh, from my vantage point, at least in this program, the buck stops here. What I will say, to m the best of my knowledge, 
and I've been doing, I've been a psychoanalyst for many years, and I'm uh, decades old, so I have the right to uh, testify, if this were open court, that I am dedicated to the truth. Um, what is the truth? Well, it isn't lying, and I and other truth takers, um, or truth believers, take words very seriously. That's all we have, and that my criteria for the truth is I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and that words that come out of my mouth are affirmations that what I am saying, to the best of my knowledge, is the truth. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Gibbs show. Uh, at the end of um, when during the show last week, I invited interested people 
to please write in, ask me your questions. Best way to do it probably is to go to Facebook and look for the Ask Dr. Gibbs um, show, and you can write in questions. I also made an appeal to anybody who is sufficiently interested to um, indicate that you'd like to be a guest on the show. What I'm really looking for are people who seem to be overwhelmed by any one of these so-called negative feelings, mainly anxiety, depression, stress, frustration, and the more the merrier. Usually people who are overwhelmed with one of these things tend to be overwhelmed with all four. And there are other so-called negative feelings like ambivalence and weakness and helplessness and so forth. There's a whole bevy of them. I thought about the fact that I got no volunteers, and I know that people um, have these things and would like to be helped if possible. So I thought about, well, why, why have I got nobody to um, want to be uh, on the show? And my guess is that there are a lot of people who would love to be on the show. But the very idea of it is probably paralyzing. So if you're like me, you get all anxious and panicky and think well, it's a great idea, but I can't do it because uh, I'm too scared. You are precisely the person that I'm asking to volunteer. Now, it takes a certain amount of courage to indicate that you would really like to come on this show. I do not bite. I appreciate the fact that anxiety is going to make you feel anxious and so forth. So if I can stimulate a certain amount of courage to write in, tell me you know, what you, who you are and so forth, I don't need to know anything about you other than you are suffering from feeling overwhelmed by one or more of these feelings. That would be much appreciated. If you don't, I will figure out some other way to uh, have guests on the show and do what we need to do. From my vantage point, the best researcher with respect to dealing effectively with these feelings is you, the individual. You're the one who experiences this stuff. You know how it feels. You know how it looks. And you know what you've tried to do about it. Um, I want to repeat something to each of you who seem to be or who are listening right now. That one of my aims is to get you to be very clear about what these feelings feel like and how they feel from the inside, how they look from the outside, uh, strategies of coping what you've tried to do about it, you've either been more or less effective. And my aim is to show you how you can be maximally effective. And uh, I think the best way to do it is to ask you each to be a sample of one. So I'd like you to look back at your life and pick out one or more times when you have felt truly under the gun. You have truly felt stymied. You've reached some kind of a personal impasse um, you're not, you can't go forward, you can't go back, you hate where you are, and in a sense, essentially, you're stuck in the mud. You're stuck in the psychological mud. If you can identify one or more of those times, I would like you to consider how, do you, how did you feel, probably overwhelmed and stuck, and if you made a prediction as to how things... We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2.00. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. These are going to be six months out from your being stuck. Try to recall what you thought would happen. Probably you felt like you were going to be continu- continually stuck. Or you didn't know what was going to happen. And then the next question is, well... What did you actually do? You had to, in some way, cope with the feeling of being overwhelmed, and you did one or more things. Some of you probably gave up. Uh, These kinds of uh, impasses can turn a person to drink or various forms of escape or just shutting down or going to sleep, uh, becoming a a walking zombie, uh, and so forth. It's, It's a kind of resignation to your fate. Other people just, they don't, they just are. Um, This is the kind of thing that can turn um, people into bag ladies or um, addicts of all kinds. You get what I'm talking about. It's a sort of surrender to, it's a white flag of surrender to your fate. Other people will somehow find a way, I guess through trial and error, of crawling your way out of the deep holes that you're in and somehow cope effectively with those feelings. What the aim of my program is, or this particular segment, is to give you a roadmap as to how you can effectively deal with feeling stuck. Feelings, uh, I'm with the exercise. Actually then go out six months from the period where you felt hopelessly overwhelmed by these negative feelings and Tell yourself, and if you wish to, tell me what you actually felt. Most people are going to find that they somehow were able to get over the worst of being stuck and they started moving again. So they sort of went from negative inertia to positive inertia, where they resumed their um, normal functioning in the world. How did you do that? My aim is to help you, as I said, have a roadmap as to knowing precisely what to do. It's a kind of recipe for once stuck, getting effectively unstuck in fairly short order. Back to crisis. We live in crisis-ridden times. What is a crisis? Everybody likes to feel in a state of relative balance. Everybody's got a more or less balance point. We call it our individual sense of being normal. You go to sleep. You recharge the batteries, you fill up the gas tank, you wake up, you go to the bathroom, you look in the mirror, 
Sometimes what you see reflected is a very nice uh, picture of yourself, and it's nice to be alive and do your thing. Other times you look at the same picture and you feel like you want to suicide or you want to go back to bed and actually may go back to bed or go escape or have a drink or uh, you get the point. You want to avoid the harsh reality of seeing something reflected, mainly your image that you don't like. Well, most of us, whatever that is, tends to be relatively habitual. If you got a good feeling about getting up, you got a reasonably good chance of having that good feeling last. If you have a terrible feeling about being alive and conscious, odds are you're going to have start out the day with a fairly lousy feeling. Uh, whatever that feeling is, good or bad, is going to be your normal. Everybody has their normal. Whether you like it or not, it's your thing. Crisis is when your normal, good or bad, shifts in a marked way so good turns into not so good. And not so good turns into disaster. So there is a felt sense of threat to your particular balance point. How do you know when that occurs? It's sort of like being on a horse and unseen forces, either from yourself, you have some kind of an internal panic attack. You fear that the obstacles that you uh, have encountered in your ride, a big log, and you got to jump over it, and you're scared you're going to mess it up and you're going to die or some other realistic pressure like you're it's a nice day and suddenly there's a um, a burst of lightning and you look like you can be attacked or killed and you get scared you have a panic attack and in thinking all these bad things you don't see what happened and you hit a branch and you fall from the horse and you hurt yourself and you're in big trouble that's a crisis when you're really under great threat from real or imagined forces and you're not used to being in the frame of mind that you can more or less effortlessly cope with whatever problem you got, but you're really, you know, you're really under the gun, you're really pressured by forces that um, are threatening to unglue you. When you actually are unglued, that feeling of ungluedness, of terrible sense of imbalance, is often experienced by releasing adrenaline into the nervous system, which is a is which is done because there's a threat to the a real or imagined threat to the integrity of the self. Your central normal balance is um, under threat. We will resume with this. What I'm actually describing is a panic attack in a few minutes. When you fall off the horse, you are essentially in a state of crisis. What is important at that point is that there will be a normal reaction, which is to get yourself back into a state of balance. So you're balanced, you fall off the horse, you're imbalanced, and there's a felt need to reestablish the balance, meaning somehow get back on the horse and resume your ride. It is at this point that when somebody is in a state of crisis and they need to have a rebalancing something or other done, that we refer to that intervention as crisis intervention. Since one is off the horse and usually hurting and insecure and uh, frightened and so forth, there is a automatic 
sense of negative feelings that threaten to overwhelm the system. Typical of those feelings when you fall off the horse or in a state of crisis are anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress. There may be a whole array of other so-called negative feelings that happen. What is crucial at this point in terms of effective crisis intervention is one's attitude to one or more of these debilitating feelings. What often happens that I've discovered is, well here, imagine that you literally on a horse and you're riding and somehow or other internal or external forces um, dismount you and you find yourself having fallen and you've got this sort of negative expectation that you know what should be normal is absolutely abnormal and you have a feeling of dread and confusion and so forth and you're aware of all of that what is your attitude towards it most people's attitude to being in crisis is to be anxious and so forth and what I have found is that the attitude to let's say anxiety is more anxiety or if you're depressed more depression or if you're frustrated more frustration and if you're stressed be stressed out the result of this is to feel often helpless and weak and insecure and scared out of your mind and wanting some kind of intervention usually in the form of a wish to be rescued understandably now there's either a rescuer around or you find yourself totally alone and in a sense you have to rescue yourself but if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're anxious about being anxious how are you going to mobilize yourself to be able to do that that's what the rest of this uh, broadcast is going to focus on what do you do when you are finding yourself in the middle of a psychological impasse where you're feeling overwhelmed by one or more of these so-called negative feelings what can you do well what's usually done from my experience typical crisis intervention usually relies on uh, going to a psychiatrist or if you're listening to the drug uh, company ads they will tell you that there's a chemical imbalance and that what you need to do is seek out the next uh, colorful pill so to restore the right balance of chemicals other interventions that um, are typically used when people are stressed out and so forth is to try out one or more um, exercises uh, we will come back to that presently and I will show you why they are largely ineffective This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Gibbs Show. Uh, we were talking about the uh, effects of feeling in crisis and needing crisis intervention, which is usually in the form of some wish to be rescued. 
provide some kind of um, helper. If one, if a helper is not available, then the helper has obviously got to be yourself. Well, how do you do that? If you're in the midst of these, like feeling attacked by these negative feelings such as uh, anxiety, depression, and so forth, and your feeling about these or your attitude towards them is to have more of a sense of helplessness and weakness, then how do you get yourself out of the hole you're in? As I started to say, the typical um, interventions for crisis intervention is if you believe the drug companies, you're experiencing a chemical imbalance with all of these things, frustration, stress, and all of these things, and obviously you need to restore the imbalance of the chemicals. So you're supposed to call your doctor and have him um, prescribe the latest colorful pill of the week. And uh, often that works temporarily, but the trouble with it is it's often terribly expensive. You know, you go to a psychiatrist these days, probably $250, $300 a pop, and they're going to sit with you for not a terribly long time unless they also believe in talk therapy, which many of them do not. And uh, they'll fiddle around with the latest combination of drugs that they think is uh, valuable for you. Now, I am not anti-drugs. There are many people, I have many patients who are on drugs for these various negative uh, feelings, and they need them, and it works. However, what the drug companies do not tell you is that 75%, roughly 70 to 75% of the positive effects of anti-anxiety and anti-depression drugs are due to a placebo effect. What's a placebo effect? That the power of suggestion often is enough to have you be able to cope with these uncomfortable negative feelings. Meaning that mind over body has an enormous potential salutary effect. They don't tell you this on their labels. What the labels will do is to try to protect them from lawsuits because if you listen to a typical drug ad, uh, they're going to take 15 minutes. Well, I'm exaggerating. They're going to take an enormous amount of time. Once they've told you about the latest pill of the week, listen to the side effects. They're going to list 15 to 20 of them. I don't know about you, but f- from the vantage point of me wanting to feel helped, and I feel that in order to get helped, I've got to pros- possibly experience sometimes death-defying side effects. You know, there are you listen to them, you know, nausea, and uh, this could lead to blood clots, and that doesn't make any sense to me. That is crazy. And I'm not going to take a pill to deal with the craziness that I feel in listening to the side effects that I'm supposed to be, uh, over, you know, being uh, able to uh, um, tolerate because I'm promised that if I have a chemical imbalance, I'll feel better. That, the whole thing is nutty. In addition to which, it's expensive. The the visits to the psychiatrist are not cheap. And as I've just reiterated many times, the cure seems worse than the disease if you have debilitating side effects. And some of these side effects are really serious. With women, for example, they often complain that antidepressants are going to lead them uh, to uh, reshape their bodies from life to uh, fat, which they certainly don't want to have. That's not fun to look at in the mirror. Certainly lowers one's self-esteem, so that's not very good. And then another big one 
is the fact that the um, uh, side effects, as I said, can be dangerous. They tend to mask what is really going on underneath. And people feel as if, yeah, they're being helped and they're not as depressed and not as anxious. But they often feel that something's missing. Their sense of vitality, their sense of meaningfulness. And in, the, and in a sense, they're dependent upon taking this array of pills, sometimes five, 15 pills a day. Who wants to be bothered with such stuff? The major reason why it doesn't work is the results mask underlying feelings of something is fundamentally wrong with me, and I don't know what it is, and the pills make it worse. The other typical intervention in crisis is for people to attempt one or more uh, exercises, um, such as running is a good one, um, uh, massage. There's a whole array of them. <clears throat> Let me, by the way, introduce you to a manual that my brother and I collaborated on, uh, which if you can spring for, for five bucks, you look on Amazon and you look for the words attitude shifting, um, and you can download this thing for, as I said, five dollars. Let me make a guarantee. If you don't like the book, uh, if it's unmarked, send it to me. I'll give you five bucks back. It's a, it's a good primer in terms of anybody who wants to learn how to effectively deal with these um, debilitating uh, negative affects uh, without the use of medication. And the reason why I'm promoting it is that the difficulty with exercises and the pills are that they're essentially dealing with the identification and circling around symptoms rather than to get onto territory, which I call underlying causes. That's the strength and the benefit, I think, of these broadcasts and of this little manual. It's a um, dedication to the truth of the matter. No, back to truth. Why, why am I talking about the truth? The truth is that, as I've said, my experience of 46 years of dealing with this material is that circling around symptoms is temporary, it's often very expensive, and doesn't work all that well. The, it, it doesn't really relieve what you want. It, it's, a, it's a mask. Um, it's a temporary uh, cream to lessen the negative effects. But if you can get to causes, what really causes this stuff, and work on relieving the causes or intervening with the causes, this will be lifelong mastery of these so-called negative emotions. What am I talking about? Crises abound. You hear daily in the headlines, veterans who are suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome, many, go to the VA. You know the stories that are told that it sometimes takes weeks, maybe even months to get even into treatment. And treatment often involves, um, again, taking pills or doing these exercises that typically work up to a point but are often expensive and short-lasting. Or you have people dislocated from jobs uh, and are really depressed and upset. Let me give you from our manual, <clears throat> my brother's in my manual, 
a typical story. This is the story of Joe, which I think is a good illustration of how normal people can, in a moment, be bombarded by triggers, by stressors, which set off a chain reaction of these so-called negative feelings and take a relatively uh, routine life and turn it into a horror story of being overwhelmed and psychologically stuck. Here's the story of Joe. He's been working as a machinist for the last 20 years. He's told one day that because of economic downturn, his company's going out of business, which means he's out of a job in one month. His first reaction to this unexpected news is to freeze. After his shock lifts, his next reaction is facing the stark reality of his reality. As he has no other marketable skills and the location he's working in is in deep recession, the odds of his quickly finding another position with equal benefits is remote. Adding to his troubles is the fact that his 10-year-old daughter needs surgery because of a no pre-existing condition clause on her insurance plan, and he'll have to pay for it on his own. As the family has meager savings and there are no relatives capable of financially helping them out, the stress deepens. Compounding an already burdensome situation is his dread of telling his wife the bad news as she's been worrying about how they will pay the extra expenses for their daughter's care, as well as having to manage additional stress in taking care of her sickly and demanding parent. Characteristic of Joe's style, he initially absorbs the bad news like a professional prize fighter being punched in the ring. Proud of his M.O. to reliably rise to the occasion, he has been judged by himself and others to be a very strong man who faces his troubles with resolved determination and a generally optimistic outlook. So his stiff upper lip uh, mentality tends to take whatever stressors are that could create a crisis and somehow manage. Girding up as if he were a soldier heading into battle, Joe gets in his car, heads home to tell his wife the bad news. Halfway exhausted from worry, he pulls over to the side of the road to take a nap. On awakening, he becomes aware that during the nap, there's been a downpour. Attempting to resume his trip, Joe realizes he's stuck in the mud, literally stuck in the mud, utterly frustrated, and now very angry, he guns the motor. Adding insult to injury, he experiences the car spinning its wheels parallel to his spinning feelings. Both himself and the car now sinking into the mud, going nowhere fast, and his feeling overwhelmingly stuck. He is now in a state of crisis. Like every human being, Joe has his personal breaking point, and with this last unexpected frustration, he reaches the tipping point of his endurance. Unable to move forward, he experiences a rush of intense frustration, panic anxiety, helplessness, hopelessness, confusion, bewilderment, and intense anger, primarily at himself, leaving him feeling totally overwhelmed. This convergence of negative feelings is bad enough. 
But worse is the fact that Joe is not used to feeling vulnerable. Upon entering his home, feeling shaky and insecure, he makes a beeline for the couch, slumping down into the cushions. Attempting to calm himself, he turns on the radio to get some needed comfort and listening to his favorite music station. But instead, he hears an ad for a great remedy for what he is suffering. Turning the dial, Joe hears one ad after another, offering the same advice as to how to get relief from his anxiety, depression, and stress. Resonating to the content, he can't help but feel that these ads are talking directly to him. So, initially, he feels he's being rescued. Isn't that nice? His attention now focused on the content of the ads, which essentially are delivering the same message, that anxiety, depression, and stress are painful feelings that can be relieved by taking the newest drug of the moment. The ads further declare that the cause of these implied pathological feelings is due to a chemical balance, imbalance. Or is it? Then they logically reason that since Joe's distressful unbalanced state is assumed to be caused by a chemical imbalance, the obvious cure is restoring the lost balance for him by popping the just right pill, which means that he should take the advertiser's advice and call his doctor the next morning and tell them that he wants a prescription for this um, stress-relieving drug. The ads advise the best way for him to deal with it. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www 
HolisticCancerFoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the last segment of the Ask Dr. Gibbs show. Uh, continuing with Joe's story, echoing his realistic concerns and discussing his feelings with his wife, she tells him about her best friend who has been on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication for the past year. The friend's experience is a mixed review. While true, she has not felt as depressed or anxious since she's been taking pills, at the same time, she is bitter about putting on an unexpected 20 pounds, making her feel old and fat, worsened by her belief that the medication has destroyed her sex life. Hearing these details makes Joe's heart beat faster, intensifying his doubts and confusion. So if he thought he was overwhelmed before he listened to all of this uh, reality uh, poured into him, uh, he's doubly anxious, doubly depressed, doubly frustrated, and doubly stressed out. Desperate for relief but uncertain as to what he should do, Joe alternates between choosing to call his doctor versus toughing it out. He realizes he's near his breaking point but wants to make an informed decision. He knows he needs help but has doubts about the drug adds mixed messages. He now finds himself with an escalating intensification of painful feelings with no clear-cut path to relieve them. While the drug ads are seductive, he goes to bed worrying that they may do him more harm than good. The disease may be um, worse. The cure may be worse than the disease. 
He needs to manage his stress, but is feeling too overwhelmed, stuck, and helpless to take action. He feels drained as if his motor was running on fumes. Summary. Does Joe have any options left? He clearly needs some external help, but his family is as drained as he is. Where might Joe and his family seek appropriate help? Might the answer, add in part, possibly be you? Subsequent broadcast will detail a, I think, surefire method for being able to help Joe and possibly yourself and loved ones who need to have some kind of crisis intervention, which is really going to restore their sense of balance. The um, subsequent broadcasts are going to introduce you to what I call a method of attitude shifting, anticipating the um, gist of it. What actually has to happen in effective crisis intervention is that a person has to shift their essential negative attitude to these feelings from negative to positive. Let me indicate what I mean. Using myself as a sample of one, I had a, for the first 35 years of my life, a very close and intimate connection with these overwhelming feelings. Uh, they got so bad in college in my junior and sophomore year that I woke up one day feeling, and not really understand, I, I had these feelings, but I didn't know what the names were. <laughs> I felt dissociated. I felt as if I was looking at um, the world through an open window. Let's say I had an open window. I was looking uh, out to the world. And instead of feeling that I had a direct connection with what I saw, I felt as if there was a pane of glass between me and what I was, what I was observing. This is referred to as being dissociated. I knew that there was no pane of glass intellectually, but I felt as if my perception was clouded over. It was blurry, and I hated the feeling, and I was scared. What is this all about? Am I crazy, or what is this? It prom I was so scared that it prompted me to call a psychoanalyst, or actually a psychotherapist, and I thought, you know, I, have, I got issues. Maybe I really ought to try and consult a professional. I did and went to a rather noted professional for four years, twice a week, no insurance, so I was really dedicated to go, never missed a session, and described my complaints, and he um, made what I thought were brilliant interpretations, never really asking me what did I think was going on, and he sort of was, was the answer man. And I studiously tried to apply his advice uh, to, frankly, no avail. So the truth of it is, while I was somewhat better after four years of talking about my issues, I left feeling that I hadn't really made any substantial progress more than I had felt when I first entered the first session. So to me, it was largely a waste of time. I had a repeat experience with a different kind of therapy. I went to a gestalt therapist, 
and developed a certain alliance with him, which was good, but left my basic complaints largely untouched, unnamed. So I felt very discouraged, and I concluded that maybe I'm an alien uh, who was not is beyond comprehension, or that somehow or other I'm too oppositional, and I'm just not good for this psychotherapy thing. Now, in 46 years of being in practice, I typically see patients who come in with similar complaints. So that just by getting yourself to therapy doesn't necessarily mean you're in therapy. And from my vantage point, unless you and the therapist actively are engaged in dealing with the causes of the crisis, which make the uh, identification of these feelings largely anxiety, depression, stress, and frustration, a central concern of therapy, particularly when you enter therapy in a state of crisis. Unless you're doing that, to my vantage, from my vantage point, and people are free to check me and tell me I'm wrong you know, in terms of your own personal experience, but if you don't do that, I don't think you're in therapy. You're just sitting there in an office and paying a therapist money, but I don't think you're really in therapy. I know it's a bold statement, I am open to criticism. Please lay it on. I'll be very happy to hear it. And as a matter of fact, if you think I'm wrong, be a guest and tell me I'm wrong. <clears throat> but you're going to have to argue with reality and facts, not beliefs and opinion. Let's talk facts. Now, let's, in talking facts, the um, subsequent broadcasts are going to introduce you to um, – a relatively simple way, actually it's, it's based upon a couple of exercises that I think are, they're going to feel miraculous if they work. They're, it's very inexpensive. Um, you can learn it simply by getting that book or I'll, I'll give you the instructions. And if you do this exercise 15 minutes a day for a week or two, um, I think you're going to be amazed at the results. And this this bold statement, I know, is going to have um, very important implications. So that, for example, let's say I'm right. That if I am right, that the placebo effect, mind over body, changing attitudes to these debilitating symptoms from negative to positive is going to initiate a growth process whereby you're going to be able to have a strong sense of self and strong ego, which I know were abstract terms, which I will um, clarify in subsequent broadcasts. But if I can help you find a way to grow a strong internal sense of self, then what you will have is a structure inside, a self, an integral self, which is able to remain steady under pressure, remaining steady under pressure, such that in the midst of confusion, real confusion, disorientation, you will be able to maintain a strong sense of self so that if confused, you will know you're confused, but there will be a feeling underneath of being more than you confused. If you don't have this, when you're confused, when asked who is yourself or was yourself, you're going to say, myself is confusion. So the name of the game is to be able to have 
a way of creating an internal structure that in the midst of great pressures, internal and external, you are able to remain steady under pressure. Subsequent broadcasts will go into this in detail. Now, it's going to feel like a miraculous solution. It is going to feel that way. But getting there requires work, applied focus. I will show you what the exercises are. You have to do it. You have to do it on a reliable basis. If you do it and follow what I'm saying to the T, many of you, most of you, are going to have what I think you're going to experience as a really amazing um, transformation. Now, flip me to the test. Words are cheap. I've made bold statements. Maybe they work. Maybe they don't work. If I can induce you to follow the exercise and do it, I believe you will get the requisite results yet to be proven. The results are um, you got to taste the pudding to see if the pudding tastes good. It's not going to come by just reading something. You have to take the abstract words. You have to apply a method and uh, keep at it. And if you will, I, I think you're going to be highly surprised. This is a terribly important topic because if I'm right, if I'm half right, if I'm a quarter right, it has extraordinary implications for, let's say, the big business of uh, Big Pharma. If I'm right, then the need for pills for most people, for most people, many people, is going to be absolutely unnecessary. They are big business. They, they make profit on convincing people that these issues, these feelings, which are normal limitations to being alive, are really not do so much to chemical imbalances are as they are negative attitudes to realistic limitations. We will have to um, stop at this moment. I urge you, if you like the material, please invite your friends and family and volunteer to be a guest on my show. Thank you. And have a good week.